Sends it now. Pascal gives it back. Van Fleet. Gilgis Alexander on him. Two seconds. Fred puts it up with the left. The replay review, the ball is still on the shooter's fingertips, so it is no basket. The game is over. That was the sound of Justin Champigny taking the final shot for the Raptors against the OKC Thunder, being just 0.1 seconds late from what would have been a phenomenal game winner. And it would have rounded off a 3-0 week for the Toronto Raptors. Still, there's plenty of positives. This is going to be a solo episode and we're going to whiz through what has been a rather productive week north of the border. And yeah, there's no other place to start than that 110-109 Tight loss to the Thunder last night. Of course, the Thunder doing their best to tank. Still on a 8-16 and 16 record. This was a rare victory for them. And who can forget, they lost by 73 points last week. So it's not like they're very difficult to break down. And that's exactly what the Raptors experienced in the first half. Once again, as has been a theme for this week, they came out strong, dominated the first quarter, 36-26. to 26, and then carried that 10-point lead into halftime as well. I'm not sure what happened. Perhaps it was a sense of playing in Toronto. But the two Canadians on OKC decided to take the third into their own hands. That's right, that's Lou Dort and Shai Gilgis Alexander. They combined for 48 points and 12 assists between them. And the stats might not show it, but that third quarter was theirs. And they rightfully dominated it. And on the defensive end, Dort and his boys held the Raptors to just 12. That's right. Raptors went 36, 28, and then 12 in the third quarter. It was an odd performance. It wasn't necessarily terrible offensive movement either. I mean, of course, there was a couple of jacked up shots from Fred Van Vliet in that. But it was just one of those where you get the looks, but the shots don't go. So it could go either way. Still, 12 and a quarter is never really acceptable but as we've seen at least in the last few games there is a sense of youthful fighting spirit within this Toronto Raptors side and it's exactly what we saw in the fourth Fred Van Vliet who was going to be the villain a little earlier on I mean he was shooting a terrible percentage going down 15-10% suddenly launches three or four triples some of them impossible you know Van Vliet style just you know essentially copying Steph and those shots get the Raptors back in the game and that is where Justin Champigny comes in. Now you may be questioning why on earth is an undrafted rookie who hasn't actually got a lot of minutes this year yet I believe this may have been save for blowouts his first game this year with double digit minutes. In fact it's his first game with the full stop the most minutes he had before this was in eight minutes in a blowout loss to Utah so he's come on why Nick Nurse said I thought the other guys were soft and unenergetic and not playing their role 
They're supposed to come off the bench and provide energy. They weren't getting any stops, weren't getting any rebounds, were fumbling balls around. Now, if excuse the pun in that last bit, um, Nick Nurse obviously not happy with his options. He didn't have a centre this game. Precious Achua was out and Ken Birch continuing to recover from his worryingly medium-term injury. The bench, except for Champagnier, were all heavily negative. Svi was perhaps the best plus-minus. He only went minus one, but he went 0 for 3 from the field and generally didn't pass the eye test. Bonga, minus 9. Banton, minus 11. And Watanabe was good. His playmaking was excellent, but he just didn't have that offensive spark that he usually does. Uh, he was minus two, but Justin Champagnier came off and provided the energy that the Raptors needed at the end. In fact, it was a special moment where he actually scored in the penultimate Raptors play, scored a fantastic bucket, something that, you know, you wouldn't expect someone with his minutes or his age to have that confidence to actually take in the first place. But God, he did. Muscala did his best to disrupt the tank operation from the OKC Thunder. <laughs> he scored uh, his second of two threes uh, to make it 110-109 to OKC. And then a very strange play occurred. Of course, heard this just before the episode in the first clip. But when you have a final play, a final shot, right? Maybe around 10 seconds on the clock. You don't give it to someone who, although he's been raining threes, you don't give it to someone who's more than not likely to drive it into the paint, especially when they're five foot ten. You give it to someone like Siaka. You give it to someone like Gary Trent, who, of course, we know can create his own shot beautifully now. But instead, Nick Nurse perhaps drop an ISO play for Van Vliet, or maybe the you know the combination sometimes at the start of the play don't come off and they have to improvise. But he drew up that play and Van Vliet got completely smothered or flew in the air, as we know. And Champignier, oh my God, would have been a magical tip-in. Probably would have been one of the highlights of this season, so far at least. You all remember that Gary Trent winner against the Wizards in last year's campaign. You know, a highlight of a pretty dark season. I think this would have been one as well. Unfortunately, 0.1 seconds too late. 15 seconds of celebration. They had, but yep, 0.1 seconds too late, and the Raptors fell. It meant they couldn't complete an unbeaten week, because it would have been a shame. The Washington performance in particular highlighted the real potential of this Raptors team. I finally feel like this defense is clicking. It's a theme we've talked about so much in recent episodes. But the Raptors held the Wizards to 8 of 25 from 3. Now, you're not looking at any of those weird, you know, lights out role players shooting. Essentially, it was only Coldwell Pope who went 8 from 9 from the field that was really managed to get hot in this game. Held Bradley Beal to just 14 points, 4 of 12. Kyle Kuzma has been impressive. And uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, both to single digits. It took strong effort from uh, Montrezl Harrell, especially in the second half when the game was really out of sight, to really get Washington off the ground. But it's a real team defensive effort led by a strong start. They won, they went into halftime, uh, I mean, 63 to 42 and fully, fully deservedly so. 
it was mainly down on the offensive end because of course we know the Raptors you know average this season probably put up 50 55 at the half probably down to Pascal Siakam now he his box score looks reasonably impressive but it's his idea of becoming that number one option that idea of isolating it against the opposition's best defender that really impressed this game so he scored 31 points 10 from 21 shooting got to the free throw line six times that's extremely important as well the ability to draw contact as the opposition's best player we've seen it, of course with the likes of Embiid and Harden in recent days even with the new rules you must be able to draw contact because those are very very valuable easy points and ones that the Raptors well this team I mean Van Vliet's going to get blocked Barnes is not that kind of player Gary Trent Jr is not that kind of player you need a driver you need a lad like Siakam who's really going to hammer it down he led the offensive spark and I got to give credit to my boy Chris Boucher now we've criticized him a lot I've tried to criticize him in particular or I've been rather more kind to him but he has really impressed and what I was most impressed was his attitude afterwards I mean the fact that he's talking about watching film watching you know um analysis of himself that really is really really encouraging so he credit also credited uh meditation interestingly enough I'll give you his full quotes so he acknowledged he hasn't been up to his standard this season Watching the games when I play bad, he says, show me the reason why I'm out, why I'm not playing. Sometimes I'm like, why am I not playing? And then you watch the clip and you're like, that's why. So I'm trying to fix the reasons for why I'm not on the floor because I can help this team the way I'm playing. And it's fantastic. I mean, he not only acknowledged his issues, but he's going to solve them. And we see this tangible improvement on the court. What more do you want from a player? Boucher playing his way back into the rotation and he should have at least a minor role even when all the Raptors roster returns from injury but as we said before it's not only the offense that killed it so by the way Boucher scored 14 points um no three surprisingly no trebuchet here 14 points with six rebounds plus 12 from the field it was built on defense really really good defense the rotations were tight you know you didn't allow those open corner threes and really, you just suffocated the team in the first half. You suffocate Dinwiddie and Kuzma. You only really allow Caldwell Pope to go off. And that's, you know, when all danger is gone. And it's just extremely impressive. And we must remember, that's a good win. Washington are extremely strong this season. Even after that loss, that was part of a three-game losing streak. They came back, mm-hmm. beat the Pistons, of course, to move to 15-11. and 11. So they're going for those sort of middle to upper playoff spots. This is not a mercy victory but anyway this is not like the, the wizards of old where you can sort of just hammer them and maybe if wall and beal don't go off you you have a good night and that's all right this is a tough wizards team one to five and with the depth of the likes of harold so nick nurse can be very proud of that win especially after some said it came after a what was might have been a mercy win against the milwaukee bucks who of course rested Giannis antetokounmpo um they did play un antetokounmpo for uh, 11 minutes his brother of course and um, interestingly enough uh, during the week the Raptors I believe were optioned Alex Antetokounmpo to the 905 so Giannis the option is still there to go north of the border please feel free regardless uh, the rest of the Bucks didn't put up too bad an effort I mean Drew Holiday dominated the early offensive stages he put up 26 in the end 
you of course had a problem uh, with Bobby Portis. He's not necessarily the traditional center. And by the way, I just want to let you guys know, do you know how old Bobby Portis is? Because when you ask the question to most people, I said most, even, even ardent NBA fans, wouldn't suspect he's only 26. You'd think he's in his early 30s. Regardless, uh, Bobby Portis is a very good, powerful center, and it was always going to be a struggle for Precious. Uh, he and only ended up with six, but eight rebounds, two blocks, and plus seven on the floor. Precious also developing slowly, and it was really annoying that he got injured uh, when he did, so he can't sort of continue that trajectory. Anyway, I'm sure he will be back. On the Raptors' side, it was, I mean... You know, there's only one deer killer in this Raptors team. He's done it since 2019, sorry, 2017, I should say. It's Fred Van Vliet. 29 points, 5 triples, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and even a block for the 5'10 point guard. I mean, what more could you ask for? Siakam chips in with 20. Scotty Barnes, 3 from 6 from behind the arc. I mean, I think we need to have a Scotty Barnes 3 point update right now we were raving last game and we're very glad to say he's just carried it on i know he scored scored a couple against okc but three from six against milwaukee and to be fair he barely took any against washington he didn't need to in that aspect he's carrying on and he's developing a reliable jump shot that is what we like to see the bench didn't do as well as they would do against washington uh, but you did still have useful contributions. Uh, Watanabe is continuing to be a really, really good bench piece. The rest, slightly streaky. So, of course, we've got Boucher on a good run right now. Banton has not been. He's gone down to the 905, where he's being encouraged to take plenty of triples. Makai looks not having a good time. Uh, but interestingly enough, Isaac Bonga is getting a... Looking now, he got 14 minutes yesterday. He scored actually uh, his first jumper, his first bucket for the for the Raptors since opening day against the OKC. A three, a dish from Utah Watanabe. But of course, he's not really brought into the roster for his offense. Uh, he's brought in for his frame, for his length, and that's what he did well. Uh, even in the few minutes he got here, got a steal, uh, and you know. You bring Bonga in in those kind of situations. He helps eat up minutes, helps give the likes of OG, Siakam, Barnes a little rest because they're playing very, very heavy minutes. That's all you need from this game. Well, it was a rest for Giannis, but his boy Middleton took over in the late stages, really threatened to make this one uh, more painful than it should have been. Remember, up to this point, the Raptors were on a heavy losing streak, and I think... Had they not held on and pulled this out of the bag, we wouldn't be talking about 2-1 week here. We would have been talking about 0-3 because the confidence just drops and drops and drops. And this was a very important game for that. Even with, uh, well, I'm not sure how Maddie D pronounced, managed to pronounce his name so well, but the 10 rebounds of Mamukel Ashfield. I'm just going to say it, okay? I'm just going to say it. That's how I'm going to do it. I'll, in fact, why don't I just call him Sandro? for now it's more effective he looks a pretty good player off the bench uh he probably took uh whoever replaced Giannis his his minutes on the bench anyway we digress all we need to know is Raptors end that week two on one they now go to New York 
on Friday night, they'll play Sacramento and then they'll be away at Brooklyn. Again, you're probably expecting a 2-1 week, especially if the Raptors want to make up those losses from earlier in the season. It's interesting, the Raptors actually, uh, since 5th November, this where they were 6-4, have now gone, well, they went 3-9 up till the Memphis game, and now obviously 2-1. Has brought them a little bit further back towards 500. But to carry on that, you kind of need to have more of these weeks. Tight loss, uh, tight win, expected win, expected loss. Or tight loss, like we saw against OGC. That's all you need. This has been a solo episode. We're looking for more Raptors wins. We're looking for more chemistry, both on offensive and defensive end. And we're looking to finally have a goddamn big man back from injury. Oh, and OG as well.